If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866 866- 691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Uh, we have an opportunity for a while here, more in-depth, to uh, talk to one of the candidates on your June 7th primary ballot. The sample ballot now being received in homes, and the ballots themselves will be going out very soon, as this is California. Everybody's getting a mail-in ballot, whether you're going to use it or not. Uh, in the race for California Attorney General, there are five names on the ballot, and the candidate we're going to talk to now, she's been on the show a number of times before, is the District Attorney of Sacramento County, uh, listed as uh, no party preference, Anne Marie Schubert is uh, in studio. Anne Marie, welcome. Thank you for having me back. Hey, turn her microphone on; it even helps. Uh, okay. And Eric Sadal is with her. Eric is with the uh, Assistant District Attorneys Association of Los Angeles. He's the vice president, right? That's correct. And we've had him on a number of times recently about the recall. Anne Marie, we'll start with you. Um, uh, what do you? Th- I, you know, I, I say this a lot on the air, and it sounds like a cliche about a lot of issues. I don't know normal people who are for all these progressive criminal justice obsessions that seem to be so popular now. 
And I wonder, how did this all happen? It almost seems like there was a, a coup while we were all sleeping. It's it's a tsunami. That's what I've called it for a long time that we've seen over the last several years. And listen, most folks are just living their lives and hopefully never impacted by crime. But then when they are, they're like, what do you mean they're going to let this guy out after X amount of time? Or what do you mean they're going to you know, not file a special circumstance? And so now we've got now these very clear signs when you have someone like Gascon in office who drops a bomb on December 7th of 2020 and, you know, institutes all these orders to his prosecutors, some of which were illegal. So it's, um, that's why I'm running for AG. We're at this point where people have to make a decision. Where do you, how do you want to live in this beautiful state? Is this how you want to raise your children? Do you think people are connecting their votes to what all to all the changes that have happened in in uh, criminal justice over the last few years. Do they understand the votes that they took, not only the people but the propositions? I think they are. You know, the 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 key issues for Californians right now are violent crime, rampant theft that we're seeing almost every day in a viral video, and this epidemic of drug addiction, mental health, and homelessness. And so people are like, this is not the world I signed up for. And so now more and more folks are being impacted by violent crime and they're realizing the consequences of crime. And so I do think they're making those connections. You know, Eric and I have been in this world for a long time. We've been sounding the alarms. Like in Sacramento, big, big topic is early release from prison, right? And we've been sounding the alarms for years about these various policies that are coming out, whether it's the legislature, whether it's the voters that were kind of duped into to voting for things. But it is all coming to a head. And, you know, when you let 27,000 inmates out of state prison since March of 2020, it's probably not going to be a good combination. And then you have rampant guns, you know, in our communities and all these things that we're seeing. So the 20,000, when, when they proposed Prop 47, if you remember, it was the Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act. Right. And actually it was basically legalizing theft correct up to nine hundred fifty dollars and drugs right and then prop 57 was supposed to be about letting nonviolent prisoners out right earlier right and it turned out to be a wholesale dumping including violent prisoners right because and, in part people need to remember and we've been saying this for a long time is crimes that everybody knows and thinks are violent such as domestic violence drugging and raping a woman, human trafficking of a child, those are nonviolent under the law. And so we've been saying this for years, trying to change that. But our legislature, you know, even our current, quote, attorney general, you know, they fight all of these challenges. I mean, if you're going to be an advocate for, for true public safety, then get in the trenches and actually do what you should be doing. But see, what, what the dynamic is, is that the public is consistently lied to with these propositions. The, the commercials are pure propaganda, just out-and-out out lies. you got somebody like Jerry Brown who was pushing it from the very top. And then a couple of years later, after the policy is fully implemented, everybody goes, what the hell? Well, you voted for this. No, I didn't vote for that. Right. And I don't know what to do about that because as long as we have— Run for office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, what are you finding in L.A.? Are, uh, I mean, are people uh, aware of what's going on? Because you're dealing with Gascon and the recall and all that. Are people more aware now? I think they are. I think they're uh, acutely aware of what's going on. They see it in their neighborhood. Um, I mean, th there's a reason why George Gascon's approval ratings are between 20 to 30 percent in Los Angeles County is because people are sick and tired 
of watching their neighborhoods uh, get destroyed by violent criminals that we're not going to prosecute or that we're not going to hold accountable. And people now understand, look, when I first became a DA, no one knew who my boss was. No one. Now everyone does. And they don't know who my boss is because he's doing a great job. They know who my boss is because he's doing an awful job for the people of Los Angeles County. It's one of the reasons why our association supported Anne-Marie in the attorney general's race, because we need an attorney general who's out there, who's going to supervise prosecutors, make sure that our district attorneys are actually doing their job. One of the prime, one of the unknown obligations of the attorney general is to supervise the district attorneys when they're not doing their job. You know, the fact that we had to sue RDA to do the job of DA is outrageous. The fact that the Attorney General of California refused to hold Gascon accountable is outrageous. And that's why we need a new Attorney General in California. That's why we need Anne-Marie Schubert. Anne-Marie, what would you do with a Gascon Chesapeake type? Let's say you become Attorney General and you have one of these characters. And he's he has these wholesale policies that some of which are illegal. What, what can you do? What, what are the real legal powers? Well, you have the constitutional authority and perhaps the duty to step in. You know, there's there's an actual argument out there that says if if you adopt blanket policies, meaning I'm just going to not do any prosecute any of these certain types of crimes, that that's actually illegal. So as the AG, listen, I've done this my whole life. I, you know, I, I'm not a power-hungry person. I don't want to go into some county and tell you, you need to do your job. But if they're not going to do it, then I will do it. And, and the thing that I've said, the best example perhaps is when Gascon came out and said, I'm not going to parole hearings. I don't care how dangerous the dude is. Maybe he's committed serious violations in prison. I don't care if he killed 15 people or 20 people, but I'm never sending anybody to parole hearing. The only thing I'm ever going to do, he says, is I'm going to write a letter of support to let him out. That just, that just tells you his perspective, right? So now you have folks like Jessica Corday, who lost her child to a murder, who has to sit at a parole hearing by herself. I've made it very clear, if you're not going to do that, Gascon, I'm going to do it. And quite frankly, where's Rob Bonta, the one that is now all of a sudden acting like he's a law and order attorney general when everybody's upset about crime? Step in and do the job. He won't. He's, he's aligned with Gascon. People in Los Angeles need to understand that they are the ideological soulmates together. He endorsed him. He supports him. He hands cases back to Gascon so Gascon can do what he pleases with those cases. All right, let's take a break. We're talking to Sacramento County District Attorney Anne-Marie Schubert, who's on your ballot for Attorney General. No party preference. She's joined by Eric Sadal with the L.A. County Association of Deputy District Attorneys. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, we're uh, with Sacramento District Attorney Anne-Marie Schubert, who's on the ballot for Attorney General of California to try to knock out the incumbent Rob Bonta. With her is Eric Sadal with the Association of L.A. County Deputy District Attorneys. I don't know, Anne-Marie, if you saw the uh, Los Angeles Times, of course, endorsed Bonta for a full term as Attorney General, pretty much dismissed you as maybe you should be running against Gascon and Bowden in San Francisco or L.A. for D.A. there because they didn't think you're making the case statewide for why you should be the attorney general. How do you respond to that? Well, in a sense, we are running against Gascon and Chesa because Rob Bonta is the same. They're, they are cut from the same fabric. 
he has championed, Bont has championed many of the same policies, whether it's going to be zero bail, whether it's diversion for certain types of crimes, early release, those kinds of things. So it is critically important that folks, in, especially in Los Angeles, understand the connection between George Gascone and Rob Bonta, because if, if you all think what's going on here in Los Angeles is a good thing, then maybe Bonta's your guy. But if you think that, you know, we're dismantling the justice system from within that office by his directives and the people he's now hiring from the public defender's office and all that, um, this is destroying public safety in L.A. We, you mentioned before how he's not intervening with Gascon or Chesa Bodine. Um, is, is there things, policies at the state level that he is pushing that is doing destructive things on his own? Not just neglecting to rein in those two, but there, there's there's certain policies that yeah. are they're damaging. One good thing is one one good example is forty five elected DAs are suing the Department of Corrections over early releases. Listen, we they're adopting what uh, basically rewriting sentencing laws in California to allow seventy six thousand inmates out of prison early, um, over and above you know letting reducing sentences from what judges imposed. Rob Bont is defending that. And to me, I don't even know how you can defend it when you have somebody that commits a horrific act of, say, domestic violence with a long record of violence that now can get out if they have their way at, at perhaps a, a third of their sentence. So, yes, he's going to adopt everything that's similar. You know, he, he's a champion for zero bail, which has been caused, caused nothing but havoc in communities across the state. 76,000. Mm -hmm. I think we're down to 95,000 left in prison. It's everybody so, except for people on death row or life without parole. So it is the virtually the entire prison population. Of course, if they have their way, they're going to try to change that as well. I was going to say, there's a lot of nasty, violent people they're going to be letting out. Well, we're, I mean, Eric can answer this, but the people that go to prison now are the, are the most dangerous people that have earned a trip to prison. Explain that, Eric, because you actually prosecute these people. You have to be pretty bad to get it and end up at a state prison with a long prison term, right? Right. It's usually just the most violent, violent offenders who are at, eventually sent to prison. <clears throat> people who have committed attempted murder, armed robbery with a gun, rape, child molestation, murder, those are the types of people now that occupy our state prison. People are not in state prison because of drug possession. That's just not true. And I think that's one of the false narratives that you have people like Bonta, Gascon, Boudin uh, playing. They're trying to make people believe that our prisons are full of nonviolent criminals, and that's just bogus. Why do they want violent people running amok by the, by the tens of thousands? What is the impetus for this? philosophy. I, I don't see an upside. They must. What is it? It's about letting people out of prison and not holding people accountable. It's just essentially being pro-criminal versus supporting look, accountability. Look, I, I think there's a, there's a philosophy that these guys have, the three of them, and that is that the entire criminal justice system in America is corrupt at its core, and you have to dismantle it and destroy it. And that's their philosophy. And that's why they want to end prisons. You know, they, they look, they, George Gascon put into place people in the district attorney's office from the public defender's office who have openly advocated for the abolition of prisons. They want to destroy the prisons. Where are you going to put rapists? Where are you going to put murderers? Where are you going to put, put people who use do, do they, guns? Do they ever answer that publicly, that question? Where, where would they like to put them? Let me, let me tell you, this, this is what 
one of the hysterical things. They, they believe in this idea that everyone should be open to restorative justice. So I asked one of their advocates, I said, so what happens when a woman gets raped? What do you expect her to do? You expect her to meet her, the person who raped her? And they said, yes. Well, what if she doesn't want to meet uh, with him? Well, we'll bring in someone else to replace her, someone else who's had a similar experience. What? And so that they could have, you know, this restorative justice effect. Well, I don't I understand know, this what is there. Their grand plan is this alternatives to incarceration. That's all they speak about. They also believe, to add to what you just said, Eric, that the criminal justice system is racist, that it disproportionately punishes people of color. And that kind of really, I think, propelled this a couple of years ago to the point where we are now. Yeah, but we also have to acknowledge that the the majority of folks that are harmed by violent crime are African-Americans and Hispanics. And so these policies that they profess to be helping are actually hurting. And and that's why you're seeing this kind of a revolt amongst crime victims in, in Los Angeles, because they're disgusted by these policies. They're disgusted by the fact that somebody is now telling them, no, we're not going to file a special circumstance, even though he killed whatever, four people, five people. Um, it, it really is quite devastating to what's happening here in Los Angeles. And they were trying to sell us with props 47 and I guess 57. We're going to save all this money on prisons and turn around and put it into these wonderful rehabilitation programs, which will get people away from the criminal justice system and back into society. I mean, that was also a bag of gas, wasn't it? I think that, you know, listen, any real prosecutor is going to say we want rehabilitation. Everybody is there wants. any, though, in the, in the state prisons? Any is rehab? Oh, I think there's some, but I think what's happening now, what you're seeing with these early releases is all you're doing is limiting or perhaps even eliminating rehabilitation. You're just I'm Smiley Martin. Yeah, he got out real, real early and now he's involved in the murder case in your county. That 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 shooting. Sacramento. Right. I have to be a little cautious because it's pending. What I'm asking is. So what was the rehabilitation process that he went through? That's a good question for the Department of Corrections. That's a very good question because anytime you are handing out credits like they're Halloween candy, as I say, the question is raised is, well, what did you do when you know that somebody has a history of assaultive behavior or domestic violence? I'm just talking in general. What did you do to fix that when we just increased his credits for not I'm doing guessing if you're going to release 76,000 inmates, yeah, you're going to have to make this stuff up. And as you pointed out before, turbocharge the good time credits. You're going to have to do that. That's what's happening right now. And that's why it's such this lawsuit is critically important because it is rewriting sentencing laws in California. It reducing they could basically if this they get their way, they could say we're going to give nine days credit for every one day you actually serve. Mm. Wow. It's getting that that way isn't it it I mean, feels when, that way when you get when you get two-thirds off and you're only serving a 30-year time it's getting pretty close well thank you for coming in again thanks for having me again and eric thank you yeah, for coming in talking to you both and marie schubert she's running for district attorney attorney general attorney general sorry that's all right you, you are the district attorney <laughs> in sacramento she's running for attorney general 
on the ballot against Rob Bonta. Vote for Anne-Marie Schubert. And with her today was Eric Sadal, the vice president of the Assistant District Attorneys Association here in Los Angeles, heavily involved in the recall of Gascon. Yeah, that's recalldagegeorgegascon.com for and, more on that. And uh, Thank you he's, for that. he's supporting uh, Anne-Marie as well. All right. Anytime. Come back. Thanks so much Thank for having you. me. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Well, here's your update on the fascinating tabloid story around the United States. And that is the murderer on the run with the prison guard. They both have the last name White. The inmate is Casey White. He is six foot nine, uh, 200 and some odd pounds. The woman that helped him escape is Vicki White. And the announcement was made today that the Alabama corrections officer, Vicki White, is no longer employed with the Lauderdale County Sheriff's Office. But they didn't actually say if she had been fired or not. She's just no longer employed with us. Um, it turns out they shared a special relationship going back to 2020 when Casey well, White was first brought for his arraignment. Yeah, here's a quick rundown of what happened with this uh, creature. He, back in December of 2015, broke into his uh, girlfriend's home, ex-girlfriend, wanted to kill her, started shooting away. Uh, two men got down on the ground, but he just started firing away. The woman managed to escape. He did kill a couple of dogs. He got a long prison term for that. So you fast forward to 2020. He doesn't like the prison where they're keeping him. So he requests a transfer to the prison where this uh, Vicky White was working. And along the way, he confesses to murdering a woman by the name of Connie Ridgeway, who was killed in her home in Rogersville, Alabama, sometime in 2015. This would have been before he tried to kill the ex-girlfriend. Uh, supposedly, he claimed he was paid, he was hired to kill her. Well, that did eventually got him transferred to the prison where Vicki White was working on as a corrections officer. And as John just said, the word today is that they formed a special relationship where he got extra free food, he got special treatment, this could have been your story, Deborah. No. <laughs> could have made friends with not one of those. Into, one of those prisoners no, you were. Not into prisoner. Um, apparently. Now, who showed up in the story is uh, the killer's mother, who said, oh, he didn't murder that woman. He just said that to get a prison transfer. He is not the monster they're making him out to be. But I don't uh, know where he is. Where do you get a mother like that? She. <laughs> now. About the ex-girlfriend, we have a TV station report because he did say, at least according to court documents, that if he ever gets out, he's coming after her. The ex-girlfriend that he tried to kill in 2015. Mm -hmm. uh, here is a report from uh, Matt Kroschel from WAAY 31 ABC News in Huntsville, Alabama. I just, I, I can't believe it. Finding out the man who tried to kill her in Limestone County in 2015 the man she helped to convict and send to prison for 75 years. Went to court, I testified against him, he got sentenced. Finding out Casey White escaped and no one knows where he's headed. Yeah, like I, I thought I would never have to worry about him ever again. Now with White on the run, this woman who moved out of state and started a new life is in hiding with her kids and fiance, afraid to even stay in their own home. Fearful White will show up to fulfill his threats. You know, once before coming to my home and tried to murder me. In a twist to this terrifying connection, this woman now works as a correctional officer, motivated to help others after her ordeal in Alabama. Casey 
Casey White is very dangerous. He's dangerous to everybody that is around him. And it's just, it's a scary situation. It's so scary for everybody involved. And, you know, I just, I don't want anybody else hurt. Nobody needs to have to go through that, ever. What's your message to Vicki White? If she's still alive, if she is still alive, which I don't, I don't know if she is because I feel like he has manipulated her and she's disposable to him. Um, if she is still alive, get the hell out. Run, run, run as far as you can and turn yourself in and contact somebody. Like, do the right thing before you lose your life or before somebody else does. This woman didn't find out about Casey White's escape from law enforcement. In fact, she is the one who alerted local authorities and the U.S. Marshal's office about her situation, asking for protection. They have promised to step up patrols at her local department. Now, they didn't say where she is now or what state yeah. she's even in. She's working in corrections, though. How about that? Marshal Service says that uh, Vicki White and Casey White are armed with an AR-15 and a shotgun. Well, yes, she was a uh, prison guard, so she right. had weapons. And, and, and when uh, you take a guard to an appointment, because that's the ruse she used, you'd have to have a weapon. Apparently, she tries to get away. The early signs was that Casey White was getting extra food on his trays. How about that? He was getting extra privileges that extra no one else loaf. got. Yeah. And I, I, guess, I guess she was one of the uh, extra privileges herself. Uh, they're offering up to $5,000 for information to capture Vicky. 10,000 if they can capture Casey White. How does he get these murderer. women to fall in love with him? What, uh, uh, what, what's, the, what's the magic there? It's like, uh, you know, Manson. Six foot nine. He's got kind of this real masculine, menacing look. I don't know. Some women find that attractive. <laughs> and he's a murderer on the side. I bet That's a big turn on to some people, I'm sure. Yeah. I have this feeling he's really soft-spoken and kind of maybe he's charming. Maybe he's know. romantic, yeah. Maybe yeah, you know, actually, you know, bad guys are, are a turn on for a certain kind of woman. Yeah, but, you know, when you're locked up, you can't go buying the flowers and taking you out to dinner. You really can't do much. He didn't have to. Apparently not. Yeah, she was she was giving him uh, the perks. Unlimited uh, conjugal visits. <laughs> That's true. She could get right in his cell. Oh, imagine what wanted. was going on. Oh. Uh, All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Coming up after 4 o'clock, what would a John and Ken show be without a Biden gaffe to play? Yeah, new piece of audio for you coming up after the news at 4 o'clock. Dealing with, of course, the whole Supreme Court draft leak. We'll get into that. And we'll tell you a story about Joe back in the 80s when he was a senator on the, uh, the topic of Roe versus Wade, which is like, really? Another phony. <laughs> uh, one of your favorite lawyers is in the news. One of not my Gloria favorite. Who you yeah, not Gloria Allred, who you dance with. No, but her daughter. Her daughter, oh, Lisa Bloom. Now, the last time we talked about Lisa Bloom... I think was the whole Me Too thing, and apparently she was trying to help Harvey Weinstein. Remember that story? Yes, that's right. She was. <laughs> uh, doesn't she, exactly fit she, with the mold of representing the aggrieved women. That, I, that, that even appalled her mother. She's got uh, an accusation from the founder of the Guess Clothing Empire. Guess Clothes, Guess Jeans. Everybody's probably familiar with that company. It's been around a long time. Actually, this guy's pretty old. <clears throat> but anyway, he's accusing her of extortion saying that she threatened to publicize a rape claim that she knew to be false unless he and the company paid over a settlement. 
His name's Paul Marciano. Right. And he's 70, and there have been some lawsuits accusing him. inappropriate with women, right. Yeah, unwanted advances, kisses, groping, you know, low-level stuff, relatively. Right. But uh, Lisa Bloom was, was, he claims, threatening him with uh, going public, saying he's a rapist if he didn't pay up. Yeah, suddenly the accusation got ramped up to rape and included the reference to a rape room. At which point, one of Marciano's lawyers says, shouldn't that have been the lead? Yeah, right. <laughs> Suddenly, here it is. You're dropping this. And they claim that they have a woman who was a Bloom client who says the accusation is not true. However, she was pressured to go along with this to get the settlement. Pressured by Bloom. Bloom pressured her own client to uh, turn an uh, unwanted advance into a rape claim. That seems so they, to be where they're going with this, yes. Yeah, it says here, as the private negotiations ground on, Bloom and other attorneys from her firm escalated the severity of the woman's accusations in an attempt to extract money from Marciano and his company. Uh, Bloom's firm sent a letter to guests saying the woman had been sexually assaulted, and they wanted $1.9 million. And then it turned into the rape room. Right, which was kind of like a bombshell, which I guess eventually they say, the Marciano lawyers, they got a hold of this woman who claims that she was sort of put up to, to say this. I mean, like you said, he's mostly accused by several women of unwanted advances, kissing and groping. And that was the subject of the lawsuits against him. And they're still going to go ahead with this lawsuit because Bloom has represented several women who accused him of wrongdoing. But her client in the dispute cited in Marciano's lawsuit was an aspiring model who last March reported to Guess's Human Service Human Resources Department that she had been sexually harassed. But you see, now it seems to have gone to a rape. And if that's true, and this woman drew the line there, she must have went to Marciano's lawyers and said, look, I don't want to be a part of this. Well, and that's you know, what they're using in their claim against uh, Lisa. If he's got the proof, then she could get prosecuted because this is exactly what they prosecuted Michael Avenatti with. It's very similar. Uh, when right? when he uh, it was, tried to shake down Nike, try to shake down Nike, right? Yeah. Uh, right. You know, pay pay my client, or uh, you know, we're going to go public with damaging news about Nike. Right. This is, you, you, you can't you can't do that stuff. That's a crime by itself. Right, and they're claiming that Bloom has a history of doing things like this, trying to pressure the other side into a settlement by perhaps uh, bringing up questionable claims. Um, and, and the story about Bloom and Harvey Weinstein, there was a memo where she laid out a campaign in writing to discredit Weinstein's accusers, you know, the women that you're supposed to believe. Yes. Uh, discredit the women and manipulate the media coverage to cast Weinstein as a hero of the story, not the villain. Right. So, I mean, that that's, uh, that's a certain level of evil there. And there was a settlement between Marciano... Uh, Marciano and Guess agreed to a settlement for an undisclosed amount in July in this story because of concerns his reputation could be ruined. In the settlement agreement, the woman acknowledged that Marciano had not raped her. So, you know, then this comes up. The woman has since told Marciano's lawyer that when she first read the draft complaint, she insisted that Bloom and other attorneys at their firm remove the word rape from the document as she had not been raped. And this is according to Marciano's lawyers in their claim against uh, Bloom. So what she people was told do it all had day. been removed, but the draft complaint sent to Marciano's lawyers still included 
the rape allegation. So that's where we are on that. All right, coming up next, we'll spend a little time with uh, Joe Biden. Uh, another word blunder today from the word blunder master. And a story from Joe in the 80s when it comes to the topic of Roe versus Wade, which doesn't quite jive with today, <laughs> no, does it? He, he's, he's quite in, in, incensed about the uh, Supreme Court uh, likely decision. He's uh, all crazy about it. But, boy, you go back 40 years, Joe is a different guy. A different man. Different guy. Well, you've been around that long. Maybe you were a different guy. Yeah, I wonder if he even remembers what he used to say. But more coming up. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.